Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Ah, yes. 10 o'clock means talking. How about that? Rabot & Co. here. ESPN 680, 105.7. I'm Louis Rabot alongside Zach Cantrell. Got you for the next two hours. Bobby V after us. And, of course, roundtable three to six. Happy Fat Tuesday, Zach, you skinny man. It's good to see you. Um, I'm glad you called me skinny. There you go. Eh, I'm not that bad. I'm good. You're not that bad as right. Yeah. How about that? I'm perfectly average in that, that respect. <laughs> in that respect. You've never been more average, my friend. There you go. Uh, I will be out at uh, Blind Squirrel with Round Daddy today. How about that? That's probably a terrible life decision, uh, but I'm going to head out there. Uh, see uh, Mike Columbus, all the guys out there. Uh, at Blind Squirrel, as we do every Tuesday, happy to welcome in my friend Mark Ennis uh, from The Drive, 93.9 The Ville, 3 to 6, every single weekday here as part of our family of, uh, of programming. How about that? Uh, my, Mark, good morning. Uh, how was the Super Bowl for you? Uh, you're okay over there? You almost called me Mike. Yeah, I work uh, with a Mike. I work with a J. <laughs> I work with a Ben. I work with you. This is like a children's I book. I work with a Zach. Yeah, right. It's, 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 uh, it's a little too... Uh, it's starting to feel like uh, Dr. Seuss, so stay something. Yeah, right. I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm all right. Uh, how does Mark Ennis take in the Super Bowl? Uh, well, this time I had been uh, in Cincinnati with Angie's family, so we just got back. It was just the two of us. Uh, but it was, I tell you what, it's the first time in a really, really long time that I was like low-key just kind of watching the game. And it, that was pretty fun. No, that's not going to lie to you. I enjoyed that. I'm, I, might, I might make this more part of the regular rotation. I'm not going to uh, write off you know, uh, Super Bowl parties or any of that stuff. It's too much of an event to not do that here and there. But I think I'm going to start mixing in, hey, let's just make a junky food you and I like and watch this one this year. Yeah, I, we had uh, 15 people over and the internet died. How about that? Wow. So that, that was great. And then I figured out uh, that my phone can stream an NFL game on a big screen TV. That's what I learned. Look at that. How about that? Resourceful. That's what people always tell me. About uh, th- what they say is, you know, if you need a tech guy, you call that Rabo dude. Um, that's really the key here is old man Rabo. Uh, he knows his tech. How about that? Um, if I didn't get that. That was a lot. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> if I didn't have that uh, halftime show ready, my marriage may not have made it. So there you go. Um, but if you fixed it and they got to see that halftime show, your marriage is also not ready. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, it's it's lose-lose for you. Yeah, it's definite lose-lose. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> the guy's coming today to fix the cable. Uh, fix the okay, cable. is it funny to you that I actually uh, had the thought when those ratings came out last night that I was like 123 million people saw him take his shirt off? <laughs> Like how self confident is he? Good for him. While while roller skating. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Dude's like, I just you you see Usher and you're like, all right, that guy's my age. I'm a failure. And then he gets on roller skates and is still coordinated. And I'm like, okay, I'm still a failure. And all right, then, I'm gonna let here. I'll let you in behind the curtain. Uh, every once in a while, uh, with when Angie's in the car with her daughter, sure, we'll, we'll do a thing where she'll be like, say this word, like mix this word in what you're saying. Got like, it. While, okay. I'm, while I'm on the air. Oh, okay. And, and I'll do it. It's fun. It's a, it's a fun way to sort of a special, you know, it's just for us. And no one would ever know. You'll never know when I'm doing it. Never. It's never anything ridiculous or anything like that. And I wonder if Usher was like, somebody dare me to do something. All right, roller skating. I'm going to make it look hot as hell. <laughs> and he did it. That's what I think happened. That sounds right, actually. Now that I'm into... I can't see, I can't see how you otherwise. get there any other way. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a roaring start here, buddy. No, no, you're good. I um, I did ask Jay. I'm like, is this the blackest halftime show ever? And he he defaulted to Beyonce, and I think he's probably right. He said it was good times level black. Which are I you thought asking was, me? I don't know. Which was a fantastic. <laughs> oh, we were having the discussion at our okay. party. No, we were having the discussion. Right. I was having it with my neighbor, and uh, we were kind of. And it was that one or Beyonce, and Jay has determined that it was it was Beyonce. Okay, so there you go. We have a ruling. We have a ruling, and we could talk to Jay about that tonight on 40 Minutes of Pod. So there you go. Uh, I have a feeling that'll be what his list will be. Sounds good to me. Yeah, a little Super Bowl halftime. If you have, haven't checked out the pod, you should. 40 Minutes of Pod, available wherever you get your podcast. Obviously, a play on 40 Minutes of Hell from Nolan Richardson. There are um, weekly Nolan, Nolan Richardson references. We love that guy. We do. That's right. Prince is still the GOAT, just saying. No, and, and that's the, the other part. Is like That was the other like if we were going to do that route, like two years ago, the Prince route, the Beyonce route, the the Usher route, like this is the list. You too, not on that list. Very fine, but but no, of, of blackest oh, okay. halftime Super Bowl. Oh, Prince, <laughs> Prince is number one. No, you know it would be. But you two was excellent in the in the American flag, yeah. you know, liner and the jacket, all that stuff. That was it was totally appropriate. It's very good. I saw the clip. What would be the best halftime show is just Dave Chappelle doing all of his Chappelle show characters. <laughs> Prince, Rick James, all of them. I'm not against it. I would be. I'm all for yeah, it. Yeah, just kicking a couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember digging my feet up in his couch. Oh, man. Uh, Texter, Usher roller skates as part of his Vegas re- residency as well. Holy hell. I Man, that's, that's asking for something I don't need every single day. <laughs> a dislocated hip something. <laughs> Some kind of general public embarrassment. Man, oh, man. I watched my kids go roller skating. I just did not grow up in that culture, which is funny because I grew up ice skating. By the way, he did, he did have a backup dancer fling off the stage on roller skates. <laughs> and she's made a TikTok displaying her injury. She's got a big black eye, and I think she uh, sprained her wrist falling off the stage, but it's overall okay. Okay, so good. It's right. not for everybody. Leave like it to, to like she's sharing that, but she's sharing it in a, a good heart, a good nature way. Good, okay, thank for you. For sure. All yeah. right, good. That's good. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, the game itself, though, I'll get your sort of opinion. I mean, is it is it a big picture thing purely with Reed and with Mahomes? As far as like analysis of yeah, what what, the, what like ten years from now, what we'll remember about this Super Bowl? Yeah, it's fun. You know what I thought was like of all the kind of meta analysis of the Super Bowl, I thought one of the funniest headlines, uh, but also kind of profound in in like a lot of different directions, uh, was someone saying that Shanahan is Andy Reed now. Mm. You know, which is a very funny play on the fact that for a very long time, Andy Reid was the quintessential guy who could get there but not win. Right. And now we're, we, we've had to amend that because now we're like, he's probably one of the top three or four uh, of all time. Uh, and it just, I think it goes to show you uh, those 
meta, those narrative labels we can put on people about can't win big game Bob for Bob Stoops and all that stuff. Like they're true until they're not. Mm. And they're true right up until they're not. And then we just drop them and we don't ever think twice about it. I thought of two things as you were talking. The first one is the Bobby V uh, shots in the air to win the game in basketball. Good coach, bad coach, good coach, bad coach. The other one I thought of was, uh, was Jeff Walls. I think Kyle Shanahan is the Jeff Walls of, uh, of the NFL. How about that? I mean, Peyton Manning didn't win the Super Bowls in his 30s. Right. No, you know, like, yeah, the, these labels easy. sit until, they're, until, you, until you make them go away. Yep. Really, really excellent, just uh, on the precipice and just not quite there yet. So, yeah, I thought of Jeff Walls, actually, uh, when you were talking, because I, I think they're the closest of any program on campus to that national title, almost certainly. Yeah, they in volleyball. Um, yeah, yeah them right. volleyball is exactly yeah, right. Yeah, that's yep, right. Yep, and so, uh, you know, just being right there every single year, eventually you just you win one of those games, right? And so um, it just seems to be the way it is. All right, well, uh, there you go. I'm glad you uh, – is there a go-to snack in your house for – that we had, we had, um, <laughs> we, and I'm not mad about it. We had dueling uh, buffalo cheese dip trays this year. Not, not mad about it. Were they overlapping, or were they distinct kinds of cheeses? Uh, distinctively different. One of them was very un, like oniony. Like she that, put a that fair- puts a lot of pressure on everyone to eat equal amounts of both. <laughs> So as not to offend. You mean like me putting the trays in my lap on the couch and just eating them? <laughs> you just standing there making sure it's even. Like, just, just for justice. I'm saving your feelings. I'm, yeah. <laughs> this is for our neighbors, honey. You understand me? This is for our neighbors. I don't, you know, you can deal with the farting. You'll be all right. Um, the, <laughs> is our go-to food, though? Oh, I, for me, it's, it's chicken wings. Yeah. And seven layer dip. I love yeah, chicken yeah. wings. I love seven seven layer dip. Yep. And uh, for a third, it's not specifically Super Bowl. Almost any time people get together, I love buffalo chicken dip. Yeah, love it. Those three, I could eat that until I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> How about you? Uh, it's it's that, and then um, the newest one since I've really started to dive into to more of the smoking side of of barbecuing and those sorts of things is sausage because everybody likes it. It's just a thing. You can slice them. You put them out. It's almost like putting out crackers. Essentially, people just start grabbing the, the the sausage slices, and they are they are gone before anything else. So there you go. Little smoked sausage. Sounds good. That's all I got. There you go. All right. Well, um, Sky Clark broke a rib. Uh, are, okay. Are they going to make a women's basketball player out of that rib? And how does this affect? <laughs> oh man, well done on that. How does this affect the rest of Louisville season? Uh, you know, I don't. It doesn't sound like they're thinking he'll be out for a really long. Isn't time. Isn't that the interesting part? Yeah. Yeah, it's you know. So I'm guessing it's a it's a crack, which I've had, and that hurts like hell. I can't imagine. Yeah. But it heals. It in my experience, it healed pretty quickly. No kidding. But I, I'm you know different than every everybody's different. I'm saying. Uh, so we'll see. It's I think some of it's gonna, just going to come straight up down to pain tolerance mm. uh, with him, uh, which did remind me of something. You know, the, the, going back into the pre. I want to just stop for a second, give him a little bit of props here. Going back into the preseason. Uh, th- there were plenty of people who were like, ah, I don't know about this recruiting class. Sky Clark, I mean, do quit the team in the middle of last year. And it, and it was okay to have some skepticism about him, you know, in terms of like fortitude and, and attitude and all that stuff. And uh, I think I think at this point, like he's been as advertised. Mm. Like I think he's he's his attitude has been good. He's played hard. Yep. Uh, you know, he has his deficiencies. Everyone does. But I, I thought overall, like he's been kind of what they're looking for, for the most part to me. I okay. 
does his does him being out affect say let's let's say tonight? Obviously, the the, the main issue for them is depth at this point, right? I mean, other than quality, sure. quality yeah. of everything, yeah, right. it's, it's depth, right? And so, <laughs> outside of the thing, the other thing <laughs> is depth. Uh, is this the kind of thing that sinks them against a Boston College, for example? It can, but without sounding overly cynical here, I mean, it's even if he was there, they could still lose the Boston College game too. Uh, but it does make it harder. Uh, for them, for sure. Uh, but I, let's be realistic here. Uh, the, the emergence of Tyler Johnson as the better option as the point guard uh, and being able to swallow up his minutes that way uh, with Tyler as the point guard, they can have some other guys who can sort of do that spot-up shooter guard role thing for me. Uh, but Tyler can do the point guard part of it. So I'm not I'm not that concerned about it. Uh, with him not being there for this one, if it was a better opponent, yeah, you'd probably want his shooting ability in particular sure. uh, out there because I think he's him and Curtis Williams probably the best two shooters on the team. Uh, and, and amazingly, Brandon Hunley Hatfield, <laughs> of all things, right. uh, has become kind of a reliable three-point shooter uh, as well. But uh, look, every one of these games is basically kind of a toss-up. You know, Louisville is dangerous enough offensively that they can compete with with all of these teams that are hovering right around where they are, you know, uh, eighty five and down on uh, eighty five and one fifty on on Ken Bomb, which is where everybody that they play for the rest of the year is, except for what one more game, uh, the rest of this season. That that's who they're playing. They they can win any of them. They can lose any of them. Uh, they've gotten better enough offensively. Uh, to compete in any of those games uh, and are the same defensively uh, that they could lose any of those games. He's Mark Ennis, at Mark Ennis on Twitter. Uh, you can find him uh, 3 to 6 on the drive over on 93.9. Uh, the Ville. I, I hate this, by the way, because uh, in my heart of hearts, I wanted Kenny Payne to win more games than he lost the rest of the season just to make this decision a little more agonizing. Um, just to make this a little more interesting for sports talk radio, I really, I really, I hate this part of it. That's man. a better question, though, Louis. I, I like that framing. Not what does he have to do to stay? Because none of us have any idea, and it, it seems kind of behind. It's, he's far enough behind the eight ball that that's not a great conversation. But what could he do to just make it uncomfortable? <laughs> that's more fun, right? That's where I'm at. That's an attainable no, range. Yes, that's right. And I, I, if we're going to do this, if we're going to work in this medium, like there's no reason not to do the thought experiments. Right? There's no reason not to ask those questions. I hear people say things like, oh, it's over, it's done. It's like, you don't know. Like, I appreciate you in your own head thinking those things, but you don't know. You are not Josh Hurd. You do not get to make this choice. Uh, by the way, Blanket Baker jumping on Indiana State now, I don't appreciate. Listen to your own show. Don't pretend that you came up with that on your own. Just stop. I mean, don't, don't, don't be, you don't have to do hipster radio. I'm already doing it for you. You don't need to be that guy. Yeah. Help me out here, Ennis. Come on. I'm not crazy, right? I He does have some a flavor of the month tendency here and there, for sure. Uh, Who's that, Blankenbecker? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, uh, he can get the, the shiny new thing can get him here. Yeah, here. yeah. No, no, no. That's fair. For sure. Uh, if he heard that Josh Shirts liked champagne, would he be campaigning full bore for him? Yeah, that would be a big plus. <laughs> Imagine him showing up at the studio with bottles of champagne. Like Satterfield, like how great would that be? My favorite thing would be actually if Calipari started a champagne brand and Liquor Barn made a huge deal out of it, and oh, Blake had man. to do the advertising. Yes, You're, okay. Here we go. Now we got. Something. I love this. <sighs> what what is Cal's champagne called? Calpain? Is that it? I mean, is it just no, called no, Calpain? No, it's got to be. Um, 
Shane Penary. <laughs> I'm trying to fit me. I'm trying to figure out some form like a, of poop ice a, cream. Remember how you yeah, forever yeah, yeah, would talk yeah, about yeah, these right. guys that don't poop ice cream? Yeah. We got to figure out. It's going to be something like that. <laughs> something about Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, too. Oh, man. That would be the dream. That would be it. Making Blake This conversation, by the way, on the, what, the 30th anniversary of the famous meltdown with uh, John Chaney? Is that today? Today. Oh, I love it. Zach, find the audio. we got to play the One audio. of the all-time best. I think it's not close. Oh, uh, Chaney, uh, uh, Chaney uh, screaming at, uh, at Cal Perry at the postgame. Yeah, yeah. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. <laughs> Notice we named my- the show after Nolan Richardson, not after John Chaney. <laughs> John James, plenty, plenty problem. He was a uh, man. He was a good coach too. He was uh, a good coach. That's, that rant is funny, and I, if you haven't gotten on uh, Twitter or seen it, uh, TJ Beisner uh, posted <laughs> the, the details of that conversation shortly before um, Cheney passed away, where Cal yeah. was calling him often, yeah. asked him how he was doing. He said, "I think you could take me today." I like that. Wow, that's good. All right, we got the side play. To the end. Here we go. I just got my ass blasted for giving them hell down in West Virginia. And here you get a hell of a job right here today. Good job. Three class guys. And you pick them out here and single them out. You can't get that damn nigga from the guys. Shut up, guys. Imagine if that happened today. As soon as I next time I see you, I kick your ass. Oh, oh! When men, when men were men, you understand me? Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna go in there and threaten to kill myself. Here's what's funny about it: he's doing that in defense of referees. referees. Yep. Yep. Referee, I will kill you over how you talk to the referees. But it really wasn't like he was like a moral defensive referees. It was you get. You get away with it, and I don't. That's right. (laughs) That's exactly what it was. Man, oh, man. Yeah, uh, it's it's an all-timer for sure. Now we need a Cal Champagne. Uh, I I can't believe that's 30 years old. That is 30 years old, man. That's wild. Time doesn't stop, man. You will learn, my friend. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) If you ever do have a child, you you will learn that days are actually very long. But you'll look down at your watch and you'll go, holy crap, it's February 13th? <laughs> when did that happen? Oh, man, oh, man. Do you have a, do you have a uh, Mardi Gras thing? Are you, are you a Mardi no. Gras house? No, yeah, we're not really. Not either. You? No. Yeah. No. The only thing I'll say is I, my, uh, so uh, anyone who listens knows I, I'm Catholic, so I do the Lent thing. But uh, my birthday is always during Lent. Just because of the time of year that it falls is mid March, and it's always during this lunar cycle uh, that determines Passover and then determines Easter. And so I, um, I always publicly complain that I don't get to have a birthday, but really I just go out today and then on Easter, <laughs> the day after Jesus. That's how I get two birthdays. I just you know that I guess if I had one thing that I do, it would be that. So, um, by the way, Mark will be in for uh, two hours next Tuesday. How about that? Um, as I am off next week, uh, vacationing with my family. So there you go. Um, it, you thought it was today, and I was laughing last night, Mark. And here's why you thought that, by the way. Because you work with people in radio, and you're not used to people being weeks ahead prepared. 100%. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because we do, it, to, to, in defense of people in this job, it's literally a day-to-day job. 
right? Something Often. happens at night. Absolutely. You talk about it the next day, right? Or Be something ready. happens yep. in the morning. You have to talk about it that day. So this is a day to day job. So I, I'm not. The, I wasn't uh, surprised that you had that thought, but I, you know, I, I do try to get out ahead of these things uh, by a couple weeks at least. So uh, there you go. Um, prediction for tonight. I was a little surprised to see where the line started, uh, but Boston College is 13 and 10 to their credit, uh, only four and eight in the conference. But their most difficult part of the schedule has already happened. Line did start at nine and a half. We're down to about seven, seven and a half, depending on where you look. Uh, without Sky Clark, is Louisville a contender tonight? I think they are. Yeah, I think they are too, uh, for sure. Uh, they'll have to uh, makeshift things a little bit, but yeah, I, I, I would say that they they, could, they can win. Uh, this game, what Ken Palm has them losing by nine. Okay. Uh, look, Boston College, not world beaters. They're right in that range of teams Louisville's been playing. Florida State is uh, right now in Ken 83rd. Syracuse, 94. Georgia Tech, 138. Boston College, 93. Mm. Like, we're, we're playing the, the same range uh, of team. They don't do anything that is uh, excessively exotic, you know, or anything that's sort of weirdly to get ready for, like like Virginia with the pack line or something. Like, they don't do, you know, anything like that. They don't have a guy that creates, like, a super-duper physical mismatch. And, yeah, Sky Clark is out, but, like, this team has, has really developed an identity around Brandon Hunley Atfield. Right. And so, for me, it, it's all about uh, can you just – even without Sky Clark or, or maybe one less person to sort of keep a defense honest with, with kick-out shooting and that sort of thing, can he dominate still? If he does, they'll probably be fine. February 13, 2025, where is Brandon Huntley-Hatfield? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, not in college. You know, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I don't think that uh, – I've heard a lot of people uh, talking, you know, about, like, imagine what he'll be like next year. I'm like – Go ahead, because it, I don't think right. we're going to get to see that. Right. Like I, you know, the, the clock for these guys in terms of a pro career matters so much. And I do think he has shown some real growth, uh, the ability to knock down that pick-and-pop three. Like, that's, that's a big deal. Uh, I wish he was a bit more of a, uh, a problem defensively for sure. people. You know, like I had a kind of a, a shot-blocking uh, habit, you know, a penchant for that sort of thing. That would be nice. But other than that... Uh, I think he's probably ready to start to get, the, to get this thing started. Also, we cannot rule out another school dropping the bag. Well, I agree with that. And, and that's I the agree. other part of all of these conversations about a possible year three and like bring all these guys back. Like that's a big if. That's a big if for everybody, right? To talk about like we're going to bring this whole group back next year. Like, I mean, you're 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 gambling. If you're counting on anybody who's on, you're like for sure coming back next year. You gotta, you gotta sweat that out. It's a long time. I appreciate you saying year three because Louisville won their last game. So in the most recent Bozich article, it's year two. Um, but after their losses, it's year one. Um, I just wanted to thank you for being up on that. Uh, dynamic standards. You did a, you did that. a really, really good job of, of keeping up with where the goalposts are. I appreciate that. Uh, texter Blankenbaker actually said, "I don't know twice this morning." Okay, say goodbye to your loved ones. Yeah. I, the, the comment's coming. I mean, it's over. Um, Blake Baker admitted he, wow, didn't know something? Is he okay? Boy, I hope that's all right. It's um, like when you copy off somebody and you change one answer every <laughs> once in a while just to make it believable. That's, he's like, I got to sprinkle in some I don't knows. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Texter Blake is the Dane Cook of ESPN. He just steals all of everybody's stuff and calls it his own. Hey, I don't like Dane Cook. That's not, oh, wait, maybe that is accurate. Never mind. No, that, um, that's Amy Schumer. She's the, she's <laughs> oh, worse. She's the one. Oh, God. Uh, Texter, uh, mo- most UK fans would pull for Cheney today. God's good. Time. Ah, boy, you know what? <laughs> It was funny. I was reading uh, a Kyle Tucker's amazing, uh, man. article after they lost uh, the Gonzaga game. Yeah. And, and the 
it occurred to me there are way less fans, way fewer fans at, at Louisville games, obviously. But when he was describing the people yelling F you cow, oh, yeah. booing and all that stuff, I was like, how is it more toxic over there? Right? <laughs> That's called standards. Um, what did I want to ask you before we go to break? Maybe nothing. <laughs> Maybe nothing. Yeah, we're at 23. We may as well go to break. You're right. Uh, we will come back with more uh, with more Mark Ennis. How about that? More Dane Cook talk. Man, I never liked Dane Cook. It's just a little too much. I, I love stand-up Overrated. comedy. Just, he grew up in my era, and I never got into him. He is very much your era. Yes. Yes. I just... Like I the never taking the, the shirt off and slapping yes. your back, like type humor is not. And he was the guy that all my friends were like, oh, this Dane Cook guy is hilarious. You got to check him. I watched him. I didn't laugh once. Text him in, 437-9680. Who's the comedian everybody told you is funny that you don't find funny? I think that's a great topic. Uh, more comedian talk. We do it next. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. What? Hear what I say. We are the business today. Finish today. All T and J. Need a new PB and J. We dropped the classic today. We did a tablet I today. With the matches and ashes away. We dash You are listening to Rabo and Co. Here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Oh man, we're getting some good text. 437-9680. Comedians, everyone else loves that you just don't get. I love the subjectivity of things like comedy. It is really, really great. Mark Ennis with us as he is every Tuesday in this spot. Happy Mardi Gras to those uh, who do celebrate. I'll be out of Blind Squirrel with uh, with our guy Round Daddy today sometime between 3 and 6 if you want to come see us uh, over there. Uh, Texter, uh, Larry the Cable Guy and all the redneck comedy it, it just isn't my speed. I could see that not being someone's speed. I think some of those are really funny. Um, Texter, I never thought Steve Martin's stand-up was funny. His movies hmm. are okay. That's interesting. I think Steve Martin is. I like Steve Martin. A near comedic genius. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Texter, I went to Matt Reif a couple months ago when he was in town and I wasn't impressed. His open a- opening act was actually funnier. Dude, I always wonder if comedians are terrified of having a good opening act or not. <laughs> but you don't oh, want someone who bombs are. either, though, right? Because you don't want to set that up um, yeah. either. But yeah. yeah, I guess I said Burt Kreischer. I get Burt Kreischer's a little over the top. I don't like Burt Kreischer. I'm not a big yeah. fan. Um, bad standard comedian Kramer from Seinfeld. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah that, didn't that. Go so <laughs> that didn't go so great. You're right. Uh, oh, Tracy Morgan. Interesting. Okay. Uh, D.L. Hughley. Okay. Right. I never thought okay. Jim Brewer was very funny. Yeah, okay. Okay. What do you think of Jeff Dunham? I, my whole thing is if your whole entire shtick is puppets, I just don't find that funny. Man, I, I get that, but like, have you been to a Carrot Top show? No. You would think it's not going to be funny. It's unbelievable how good it is. I can see that. It's unbelievable. Uh, the guys, I, I don't want to use hyperbole with them, but it's very funny. It's stunningly funny. So you went uh, Jim Brewer? Yeah, I was never just the over the top kind of impressions. It's almost like Jim Carrey doing stand up, you yeah, know, yeah. with the, the over exaggerated facial expressions and stuff. I like all humor where it's like clever observations. There's a place for, for that stuff. 
and if that's your thing, cool. I just sort of like uh, more more uh, subtle stuff like that. How's that? You, you want a little intellect to your comedy is what I'm hearing. I'm trying comedy. to say something else, yeah. <laughs> I want to have to think a little. <laughs> I was... Uh, I will say one thing I enjoy that I think many people enjoy are the... Um, are the comedy central roasts like i, I just oh, I, I love those i think i think the roasting culture thing and obviously you know when you work in a place like espn louisville you have to be okay with it um <laughs> we have a half hour segment every week on this on this air making fun of all of us but yeah it's uh i i enjoy the roast uh, sort of thing someone's saying jim brewer is really great on podcasts i have seen him as a co- podcast guest and he is a very good guest i agree with that actually i have not heard that yeah yeah so uh yeah he's very good um oh this is the guy saying uh Burke Kreischer, easily the uh, the least funny comedian of all time. Oh, he's least funny, but I, I, I also don't get his appeal. He might be my modern one. There you go. People love uh, a little Burke Kreischer, and then I don't get it. Uh, but I will say the only person that hasn't come up because he's funny, and everyone has a joke of his that they like, is Bill Burr. He's got oh, sure. he, right. He's just one of those guys that's got one. Uh, you've actually been getting into, I think, because of uh, Zach and my's influence, uh, just some of the the Shane Gillis stuff recently. With uh, like, he's like funny uh, guy. It, some he of is. his stuff it just hits really well. It's just it seems to really, for sure. Uh, Mitch Hedberg, the goat. He's way up there for me as far as just deadpan. Just things are just observationally just funny. I think Hedberg's my top. I I, I really think he's that great. Um, He's one of those guys. I, I I don't mean to do a philosophical conversation at ten thirty on on Mardi Gras, but uh, just that that level of a touch of crazy, but then of course, unfortunately, it leads to addiction and and things like that. I, I always wonder, Mark, where that balance is and how people can be right on that edge all the time. I think, like you mentioned, Jim Carrey, for example, yeah. and I get it. Like you don't have to, like, but man, like the in living color stuff and how he. I mean those. That's borderline insane, insane behavior, right? <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, he's but funny it's also very as funny. an actor in that sort of thing. I think right. stand-up comedian is a, a different animal uh, for me, and I just he's never really. I've never enjoyed that. It feels like that, like that is a lot to carry, like a whole special, or you know, an hour long. Right. Me, I'm going to make really weird faces and animal noises. Like, yeah, yeah, right. To me, it just it gets old uh, after a while. Do you know who was like that doing stand-up? Was Robin Williams for me. And I mm. know that guy's a genius, yeah. but the stand-up wore thin for me after about five minutes. Yeah, it's uh, you get tired, right? right? Like the, the volume and and the energy. You're like, dude, just be settle down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just right. do the comedy. Uh, texter talking, Steve Martin. I was doing the sightseeing thing in New York twenty years ago. Walked past a dude on a crowded sidewalk, and he, I knew he looked familiar. I realized who he was, and I turned around and hollered, "Steve!" He didn't turn around, but he raised his hand with thumbs up and kept walking. Ah. That's the proper response. Good job. That's good handling by him. Yes. Acknowledgement. Yep. But yes, I'm I'm here, but uh, you know, we're we're not going to become friends. It's okay. Uh, I had that happen with Tracy Morgan in New York. I literally yelled Steve at him. No, I, I legitimately bumped into him. Are you ready for this? On March 11, 2001. Oh, Wow. Six months to the day. I had no idea, yeah. of course. Uh, we were uh, on spring break, of all things. Yes, I took a spring break trip to, uh, to in college to New York City, but uh, a buddy of mine, his parents were travel agents, so we went for nothing. Uh, it was actually a fantastic week. We had a great time. But uh, yeah, literally bumped into Tracy Morgan. Didn't do the, hey, Steve thing, uh, but uh, you know, a little, little, excuse me, oh, no, excuse me, and you know that was it. So there you, go. you do the head nod. That's what I would do. Like, what's up? I, I wasn't cool enough in the moment. I won't lie to you. 
20-year-old Louis was not cool in that moment. Uh, Texter, uh, it was actually my birthday, too. Uh, Texter, if uh, Chris Beard beats UK tonight, Blanket Baker's going to have to give up sitting down for Lent. Everybody's better at radio than me. That's a good text. Uh, Texter, Patrice O'Neill is the goat. He passed away too soon. That guy was unbelievably great, man. Yes, Yes. Uh, that's that's a very, very good one. Uh, Texter, who's the comedian that uh, said his nephew always talks crap to him? You have a peanut allergy. I can kill you with a Snickers. (laughs) That is a great line. Oh, man, I forgot who that is. Is that Jesselnick? No. I like Jesselnick, though. But he's, you know, Jesselnick's stand-up can be uncomfortably dark. But that's the point, right? As well, obviously. But as somebody who do, who participates in those roasts <laughs> you were just talking about, yeah, yeah, he is tailor made for that. I know, yeah. Uh, and if you want uh, yeah. a, an example of being incredibly clever at the unbelievably uh, forever ago roast of Trump before he ran oh, for sure. president or anything, yeah, yeah. Uh, the situation is one of the roasters in that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he bombs. Right. He did bomb. Yep. He bombs and Jeselnik is after him and when he gets to the situation he just says great job by the way <laughs> and the place falls apart <laughs> it's because he was a relative unknown at that point right the situation no no uh just uh, Jes- yeah he was early right he had he basically was known as a writer Yes, not as right. A performer. Right. He, was a very he had had like a sure. 22 minute yep. special on Comedy yep. Central or something, but that was it. Yep. And it was like that Comedy Central Presents show that was mm-hmm. very hit or miss, right? Um, but at least they were trying. That's um, right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, man, oh, man. Yeah, that was a great job, by the way. <laughs> 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 My favorite joke of his is he's in San Francisco taping his special, and he said, I was out at a bar last night, and I met this beautiful woman. She's a supermodel. Uh, she looked like a supermodel, and I asked her, what do you do for work? And she said, oh, I'm a brain surgeon. And I was, like, really impressed because I didn't know women could do sarcasm. <laughs> and that's just such a great joke. I mean, it's just yeah. such a great joke because it goes in a direction you're not ready for. And um, But it's a, his delivery is obviously considerably better than what I just did. But, yes, um, it is it is funny because uh, do you think, Mark, there are more of us who do this – who loves stand-up comedy than the average person, or is stand-up comedy just one of those transcendent genres that everybody likes? I think everybody likes some kind of stand-up comedy. Yeah, right. Right. I don't think everybody likes the same. And you can look at the 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 kinds of people who do it and what they talk about, and the, you couldn't be more diverse. And almost all of it has its moments where it's funny. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So there's some. You have. Uh, I think Dave Chappelle said this one time. Like you have a champion out there somewhere. Mm. doing like whoever like whatever your sort of your point of view is like there's somebody who's pretty funny about it somewhere they're out there yeah speaking of that's the that's the craft speaking of which if you if you missed like some sort of sane talk about politics john stewart's back doing the daily show very good last night his open last night was was vintage it was as good as it gets and he makes fun of himself he does all these things uh it was it was very good Uh, i tweet i actually retweeted it so you can go find it radio he called this uh this upcoming election uh (laughs) indecision 2024 antiques roadshow antiques roadshow (laughs) (laughs) this is the oldest election in american history by four years when they did this four years ago (laughs) Uh, sam kennison coming down on the text line Gallagher uh, from the same guy. Kennison, man, if you go back and have you seen his bit about feeding people in the desert? Yep. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's stop living in the desert. <laughs> it's just so him. He'd get canceled so quick. Oh, today. so fast today. Yeah. But but if you 
if you want to understand how people do the forum now, you can watch him for five minutes yes. and go, okay, he influenced That's everybody. That's it. He did everybody. I will say there was a moment – I, the only person's name who has not come up on the text line that I will not move on from this segment of uh, before we mention. Man, Eddie Murphy early, man, that stuff is so good. And then you you can watch it influence Martin Lawrence, yeah. Chris yeah. Rock, the guys that we grew up on that are so good. I mean, I, I know, you know, and, and the, the only other guy, and it sucks who he is now, Bill Cosby's shows, they're not, I don't want to call them stand-up comedy. I just want to call it shows. Because he would sit down for 90 yeah, minutes. Yeah, they were kind of monologues. And he would just crush for 90 minutes. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I mean, that guy really... Uh, that's Richard Pryor, too. Richard Pryor's Pryor. up there for sure, yeah. obviously. Carlin's up there. Carlin's yeah, up there. George, yeah, for yeah. sure. The first host of SNL, by the way. Joey Diaz and Tom Segura coming down to the text line. Both of those are really excellent. Tom Segura is probably the funniest clean comedian that I can think of. Yes. I think he's... Nate Bargatze. Bargatze's way up there. Yep. Which one do you like more? Do you like Tom Segura more or Nate Bargatze more? I like Nate Bargatze more. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I'm more of a Segura guy. Man, Dennis Leary before Bill Burr. 100%. If you haven't heard Dennis Leary in the box at the Boston Red Sox game yelling at Mel Gibson, you can. I'm giving you permission to not listen to this show for five minutes. It is that good. Maybe we should play it. I don't know if it's clean or not. I kind of don't care. Uh, just I make, think you can draw some... some uh, generational like comedic lines too oh no question yes uh, you're right like genealogy right yep. like you can go from richard Pryor to eddie murphy to dave Chappelle. like that's easy to do yes and i, I think gallagher that was mentioned earlier like he was the um the blue collar comedy tour before they were around i agree the, the, that was the same audience and there's there's people like that for everybody um oh this is a hot take uh, jerry seinfeld isn't funny stand up i don't think he's funny either or the show did you not like the show oh the show was funny but okay. I just, I, uh, the, the stand-up comedian and look who am i right uh, but he's yeah i agree with that i don't i don't think he's exceptionally funny as a stand-up comedian totally agree i've seen his stand-up shows not impressive obviously the show is generational it's one of my favorite shows ever but as a stand-up he's not that great Wow. Okay, this is a good show. Uh, someone mentioning Red Fox early stand-up. Yeah, I, we could go all day for sure going backwards, but these are good, man. I like this a lot, actually. That's why I said. We're um, doing summer radio. How about that? That's uh, all we're doing in July. We're doing I, this comedian isn't, talk. Man, dude, community talk is not summer radio. Sam Kennison was supposed to be the original Al Bundy. I did not know that. I did know that. Wow. Man. That would have been a different show. Oh, my God, Kevin. I hadn't seen his name on here. I was worried about Kevin, actually. I'm glad he texted it. I was like, I hadn't seen his name on a text in a while. Kevin, hope you're well, man. Um, uh, Texter, all right, long story, uh, but it's a funny ending. Uh, way too funny not to tell. I met Jim Belushi 25 years ago at Second City in Chicago. Jerk. I didn't, uh, I didn't receive his attitude that well, and I got kicked out. But they let me back in, and he got introduced as a special guest the second half of the show. I was up front. Everyone else was cheering, and I was booing. And from his hip, he flipped me off. <laughs> ah, that's great. That's fantastic. That's a great story to be able to tell, man. Bernie Mac coming down on the text line is it way underrated if you – oh, man. What do you think of Louis C.K.? I think some of his stuff is really good. Yes. Uh, Texture pointing out, uh, stand-up is getting a legit rebirth. It went through a down phase for a while, but people like Chappelle kept it up. Now there's a ton of great comedians who are bringing it back. Netflix has a new special uh, or two every week, and they're all ascend. I will tell you one of the things that's happened, um, and look, I, I'm only personally keenly aware of it because it has affected my life in such a way, but podcasting has re-exposed those folks to 
so many more people than they would have gotten to previously, right? Like you would have had to have been on a, on a sitcom or had HBO a very special. specific special or something like yeah. that for people to even know you exist. Or they had to be comedy geeks who are showing up on like Wednesdays in your town. One of the best comedy rooms I've ever been in was at Mother Bears of all places in Bloomington. And they would get, they would do midweek comedy shows because people who did weekends in Chicago and Indianapolis and Cincinnati would go to Bloomington for a couple nights and do midweek shows before they went to their next major spot. And guys would just work out material in the middle yeah. of the week, and it was fantastic. A guy that I really love, and he's a um, uh, he, he's a big inspiration in, in my my early work, especially on, on the Horse Racing Happy Hour. The reason we called it that and the reason we set the show up the way we did is a guy named Zane Lamprey. He's actually been on this show a couple times when he came to town. And, and I remember chatting with him about the show, and he said something to me, Mark, that you ended up saying to me many years later, which was, he said, the show is about you. Yeah. And you have to make the show about what you care about. And so, like, Zach and I make tons of stand-up comedy references on this show. We do tons of football because that's what Zach's into. Uh, we are obviously, you know, more horse racing than I think probably any other show at this station put together. Um, you know, those sorts of things. But uh, but Zane really went into that, and his his shtick was this, I'm going to do a travel show, but instead of food, I'm going to drink. <laughs> it was so smart. It was so simple and so uh, so just slightly different uh, because all of us could sort of relate to it. They just the And I bring that up because Zach watched the Super Bowl at Magbar, and I'm still not over it. Did you know this, Mark Ennis? I, I did not know this. You're stunned, aren't you? I am. Why did we do that? <laughs> $5 all-you-can-eat really helps out a lot. Plus, there's an 80-inch projector TV in the back. So. You right. like, and plus, let Magbar, not a bad spot. No, it's Pretty not. Good. Man, tons of text today. 437-9680. Um, I get Al Buddy and Ted Buddy mixed up a lot. Texted. Uh, texter, I just tuned in. Is Ennis on board for KP year 2 slash 3 tash 2? Uh, no, he's not. Uh, texter, no. busy at Nobody work. Thanks, is. Louie. Uh, side note, Roseanne Barr was considered uh, for Peg Bundy. Oh, that's interesting. By the way, Roseanne's early stand-up, freaking amazing. Unbelievably good. Um, and, of course, before her, Joan Rivers and all those sorts of folks, too. Uh, Ted Bundy didn't score six touchdowns. Again. <laughs> uh, texter, I always wonder if Carlin went to heaven when he died and was like, thanks, but I don't deserve it. Plus, I could never get work again. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I hate it here. Oh, man. I'm 46 years old, and it's shocking, but Cat Williams' uh, run for a few years was my all-time favorite. Dude, his his uh, Get You a White Friend oh. stand-up is so like. Oh, well, also, what did he do? Also, uh, we, it's <laughs> I, a shame on us for waiting this long. To uh, mention Cat uh, Williams? Yeah, right. No, Bernie oh. Mac. No, we mentioned Bernie Mac. He came up. Oh, I didn't hear Bernie Mac at all. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, someone texted that for sure. Man, someone mentioned Chris Titus. Titus, that show was funny, too. Yeah? I, of course it was, because it was on Fox, and they canceled it too quickly. Um, <laughs> Polk High, baby. <laughs> what do you think of a uh, man show with Corolla and uh, Kimmel? I never watched that. Really? I liked Adam Corolla back then. That guy was funny. The Man Show? Oh, yeah. Oh, The Man Show was funny. Great yeah. show. Uh, texture, I saw Jim Brewer at the Mercury a few years ago. He was incredible. Uh, he's also an awesome guest on Howard Stern. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. He'd actually be very good for Stern um, in that style. All right, last break. Stunningly, uh, the hour's almost over there, Mark, uh, as happens Flies. every Tuesday. Uh, we'll get through there. I, I do want to ask Mark on the other end about Louisville football because uh, something very good is happening for Louisville football that I did not see coming. We do it next year. ESPN 680, 105.7. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? 
the pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Ah, the crappy version of this song here. Welcome back in. ESPN 680-1057. Zach just frowned. I made Zach frown. Man, oh man. How about that? Uh, you really here, think the Weezer version is better? Oh, is that the original? Yeah. It's, oh, it sounded oh, like no. Weezer with the no. voiceover, and I'm sorry. Okay, no, the Weezer version's worse. Yeah. It's worse. Okay, I was gonna say. Sorry, 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 clarifying. Toto. Sorry, yes. No, I'm glad you. It's a good job by you. Good clarification. Reminder, uh, we are past football. Dan McDonald show tonight, 6 o'clock right after Mangus there. On 93.9, Louisville basketball in action at Boston College. Late start, so 7.30. That Alex White Network pregame coverage will start. We'll have Ethan Moore on the Coors Light postgame show. From his bathroom? Do we know? Is he probably from his bathroom? Good well, someone's bathroom. bathroom. Someone's bathroom. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and, of course, the Kentucky basketball postgame show. Uh, Zach will be napping this afternoon so that he can join you tonight at 11 o'clock-ish after the Ole Miss game. We'll get into that in the second hour, but uh, I will ask you, Mark Ennis, that's a must-win, is it not? Like, a weird must-win, but that's a must-win for UK, yes? Yeah, it's a – I don't know. Can we have, like, a second level of must-win? Well, on win? this show, it's, it's must-don't-lose. Okay. Well, I, I'm more like – and must win, I feel like, is is pass-fail. But, like, damn, what better win this game? <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. just below that. Like, unless you want it to just be unbearable. Do, do you know what's funny is is everyone goes to immediately the, the Louisville job for Chris Beard winning tonight. I think Cal also doesn't want to hear that Chris Beard's a better coach than he is right now. Well, I think he got uh, similar things with Nate Oates and early Mark on. Few and yes, no yeah. question. Yeah, no, no, yeah. these guys are coming in. <laughs> Louis disrespecting Toto would have Biggest Biscuit jumping through the radio. That's right. <laughs> I was not trying to do that. I'm sorry, I misheard it. There were words over it. I blame the guy in Kansas City who's nice enough to do all of our voiceover. He's done much a lot of work for me for nothing. I appreciate that man. I'm sure we pay him. We we, we do. He, he makes he makes a lot more than me. It's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Texter. Pointing out a show called The Whitest Kids You Know. And I, it, this is just not what I've. Have you seen it, Mark? I've never watched it. I'm aware of it. I have not watched it. Man, I'm not even aware of it. Yeah. Man, oh I man. just haven't watched it. Yeah. I, I had to text back a lot of people during the break. I hope, uh, I hope I got to most people's texts at least uh, on this. By the way, I think we have people that hang out with this segment and don't hang out with the show otherwise. <laughs> well, hey, welcome. How about that? There you go. Welcome in. You should hang out other, other times. That's okay, too. Um, yeah. I, I think there's an added element of stress just because of Chris Beard, actually. I really do. I, I think Cal doesn't want to keep hearing another coach's name about his coaching. So I think right. you're right. Uh, Louisville football. And um, I, it's on the show sheet. I have no idea if you got into the show sheet today. But another way too early top 25 is out. 
This one's from Mark Schlebaugh, who used to be on ESPN a lot, and then I forget the incident that happened, and then he disappeared for like three years. It was Sean Miller at Arizona. He reported that they had him on audio talking about DeAndre Ayton. Yep. And they didn't. Ah. He was going on what was being given to him by one of the attorneys involved in the case, and it wasn't about Ayton after all. And you'll recall that because of his reporting, they had game day. Oh, that's right. And they spent all that time basically talking about, like, he's gone, he's got to be fired, all this stuff. And it just really didn't ever play it out that way. And they kind of quiet fired Slayball without firing Slayball. Like, he just isn't a prominent investigative person there anymore. Like, they hide him almost. Louisville's next coach, Sean Miller, right? <laughs> According to who? Me. No. You're it, wrong about that. Wouldn't that be funny? I was asking Bobby V about him. I'm like, what's he like off camera? And he goes, well, I'll put it this way. He'd rather be in his office watching game film than talk to me. <laughs> and I was like, I think the people around here be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, right, just, so, just for the reassurance of knowing he's watching film? Yes. That part. Fair. Yeah. Just, yeah. Sorry, text line. Uh, all right. The thing that's happening that I was totally wrong about the end of Louisville season about is that they're appearing in all of these top 25 preseason way too early rankings, which I think if you think don't matter, we simply disagree about the nature of college football because nobody loves their preseason rankings more than yeah. college football. Nobody. Yeah, that's right. And so to make a 12-team playoff in which I would tell – schools like U of L try to be in the top 10 before you worry about being on the bubble because there's going to be an automatic qualifier or seven or whatever and so just you know try to be in that top 10 being in the top 25 to start the season being a ranked team at the start when you play two bums is very helpful because you could put up big numbers those first couple of games of these the season be in the top 20 when the real part of your schedule starts and frankly, set yourself up that if things do work out, that if Tyler Shook happens to be good and healthy and 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 all of the things that are going to come uh, with Louisville football this year, uh, at least they have that starting point. Mark, I was wrong. I was worried the momentum at the end of the season uh, between Kentucky and then the three games after that um, would or the two games after that, excuse me, would uh, would put a damper on that. But they didn't. And um, they're in the top 25 and I think is a major positive for this coming season. I think I think you're you weren't crazy, though, for saying that. The- I think the lesson here isn't that like that momentum doesn't lack it or lack of it doesn't matter. I think it just really illustrates how much you can change your perceived fortunes by doing well in the portal. You know, I, I think that the fact that Louisville wouldn't be where they were if they hadn't had such a great portal class, and you saw what Jeff Brom did with a good portal class last year. So I think you combine those two, and I think you just have more of an ability. In a more traditional year, you would just sort of look at who's there, who left, who didn't. You'd be like, eh, we'll see. But the fact that you can reload in a lot of places and perhaps even improve right away in a lot of places really changes your ability to sort of turn things around after a season ends in a disappointing way. The entire write-up on ESPN.com is about their transfer class. See? The entire thing. Uh, Follow-up question about that. So in his press conference uh, that you were at, on signing day, Jeff Brown was asked about, hey, you know, you're pretty transfer heavy here. Your um, recruiting class isn't, you know, super highly ranked and that sort of thing. Is there a balance here that you're trying to strike? And he said, yes, we're trying to, you know, still be active in the high school ranks and then active in the transfer ranks. At least for now, Mark, it appears that he is very willing and almost 
almost exclusively focused on trying to get more veteran guys out of the transfer portal to fill in starters and impact sort of players. Do you? And frankly, I think it's skewed like eighty-five fifteen toward transfers. Do you think that gets closer to fifty-fifty as time goes on, or do you think Jeff Brom's pretty convinced that this is the best way for him to win at Louisville? I think it's. It, I don't think it's going to be static, right? Like I don't think that there's a a stasis he wants us all to get back to, uh, because I think the the most interesting part of his answer about portal and ratio and all that, because it was me that asked him that, was was about was his answer saying. My job, the, part, the second part of the answer was, my job is for us to be as good as we can possibly be next year. Right. That's the only job. And I think it was the first time I've really ever heard a coach uh, explicitly talk about how the fact that you have immediate eligibility in the portal really changes the, the time horizons that you're working on. It's really like you don't re- it has greatly diminished the value in thinking about the long term. And, and building very slowly for something a couple of years down the road. He's like, my job, for us to be as good as we can be next year. And I think really, if you want a formula from him, it's we're going to get the best kids we can out of the uh, high school ranks every year. Right. And everything else is about how good can we be next year out of the portal. That's it. I think that's how he's going to do it. So I think some years it'll be pretty close to 50-50. I think some years it'll be like it has the last two. Uh, we might be surprised. There might be a year where they just don't have a lot of kids' uh, spots open. Uh, I, th- I think it is the thing to be thinking about is what do they need for next year? That's how much they're going to be in the portal. With with all of that said, um, this past season it was very clear throughout the season that it was going to be Jack Plummer and it was going to be him, good or bad, that was going to lead the offense. Obviously, they go get shook from from Texas Tech. They they had nine guys on scholarship last year at quarterback <laughs> and and very or I should say on scholarship but in the room at least only in one game at Murray State did all of them get to or many of them at least get get some time do you expect more of a competition this year at that position or is this Tyler Shook and a bunch of dudes uh, I think it's I think that they want him to be the starter like Jack was last year but I definitely think there's more of an opportunity for the other guys to compete with him uh because now the the dynamic is reversed where they know the offense and he doesn't whereas last year it was jack Plummer was the only guy that ever put on pads in in spring that knew the offense already uh and so i think it will be more of a competition i think he wants tyler Shook to be the starter uh, but i think if he if he plays like jack Plummer did when he was sort of at his worst i think you know he just let jeff or uh, jack play through it because he probably was still the best option. And that's probably not going to be true this year. I, th- I think that Shuck is l- much more likely to be benched if he struggles than Jack Plummer ever was. Well, there you go. All right, well, he's Mark Ennis. He'll be over on the drive uh, 3 to 6 today. You're not going to be a blind squirrel, huh? I am not. Strebel is, though. How about that? What should I ask Anna Torillo? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> ask her if she wants to replace Cal. How do you feel about my raising Cane's reads? Uh, they make me uncomfortable. No, no, that's what I should ask her. Is you know? No, that's yeah. You probably get the same answer. Should I do it? Should I? <laughs> you know what? Should I do a raising Cane's read on Strebel's show in front of Anna? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you know what you need to do. I'll get arrested. <laughs> no, that's right. Or sued, right? No, what you need to do. I want you to do a read in the raising Cane style. Okay. For the UK Ole Miss game tonight. Got it. That's what you should do. Okay. Can I do a practice run right now? 
Uh, sure. Okay, here we go. Sure show. Rubbing my hands together. Yeah, hit the ruse. Oh, great. Music. It's part of the shtick. friends and just a reminder that Kentucky basketball is hosting Ole Miss tonight and you can join the beautiful man of the postgame show Mike Gandolfo, Jason Hansen, Zachy C, Zach Andrell. After dark, around 11 p.m. for the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show. <laughs> Here on ESPN 680-1057. Please enter the 2024 elk draw on their website. You can shoot an elk. <clears throat> Thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you next week. You bet. You about broke right as soon as you started. You're totally right. <laughs> You're the Jimmy Fallon. I, I was the Jimmy Fallon. For a <laughs> I had to pull back in. More elk talk next.